needed for proper thyroid function and and you know what i just read research on salt that they're finding now that actually lowering salt lowering salt for cardiovascular health like they used to tell people not to have salt for cardiovascular health is for it's wrong you have to have salt for cardiovascular health you should not be eliminating it it makes zero difference if you lower your salt with your cardiovascular health I actually saw someone post the other day that their blood pressure went down when they added sea salt to their diet. I think that's what the problem is. I think that's the problem. They're not using sea salt. They're using crap salt. Yeah. And that is probably what's causing heart disease. Welcome back to the Christian Women's Health Collective podcast. This is our third podcast for the month of September, which... The topic of the month is joy, and we're going to switch it up a little bit today and talk to you about something a little more serious around nutrition. We are going to talk about salt versus sodium. So the first thing I'd like to do is turn the podcast over to Julie because she's the one who has the questions, and then we'll do a roundtable. I know I froze. Part, that's just part of how it is, right? I mean, that's just, I think that's the best part about this is when you come here to talk with us, it's just, we come as we are, you know, all of our messes, all the computer stuff, but we're here and that's, that's a great thing. So, okay. So we are talking about joy and, but I think when you talk about joy, part of joy is like, what is right? What is wrong? And sometimes just you're pulled, like, do I think this way? Do I do this? And it's, it can be difficult to even find joy when you're making daily healthcare decisions or choices because sometimes it steals your joy. So that's a good reason to join us. But salt comes to mind because it's a question that comes up a lot. It comes up with different things and some studies say you need it, some studies say you don't. But I think if you were to think about salt, like for those of you that are listening, what comes to your mind? Is it crackers, salt and crackers? Is it salt when you eat biscuits? Is it salt like that you would buy at the grocery store? Is it, because that's what I think salt. That's how I've always been raised with salt. I've never thought a lot about Himalayan salt and the benefits of salt or the different things around it. And I think that it's a thing to talk about because how do you have joy in your life if your legs are swole up? Or how do you have joy in your life if there's something that you could have done to take a shot and to make things different. So I wanna start this by saying, um, this is not medical advice. We're not here to be your doctor. We're not here to say, go out and do this. What we're doing is we're having a conversation with different people with different views. And we wanna say, this is explore, like hear and share and um, take it for, for what it's worth for you yourself. So I'm gonna start there and yeah, salt. I was singing that song, salt, 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 salt. Anyway, I've always been a salty person, like just the blue. I mean, that's what I think about salt. Like, okay, when I would teach kidney education, the reason salt comes to mind is because that's we what we would have to avoid is like the patients would just pile on the salt, like the iodine salt, you know, zipper peas, the beans, the that's what they would put it on that. Okay, bacon. They would be like, I'm eating a lot of bacon. And then 
the biggest thing was like elderly men. Some of the older guys, they like to go to like Hardee's for breakfast or whatever, and they were eating two biscuits. Well, you know, a biscuit from Hardee's has 2000 milligrams of sodium in it. Plus, I don't know, that was 20 years ago when I learned that number. But I mean, there's no tell what's in them now. So when you think about those things and people who have high blood pressure or whatever, and they're eating a, a biscuit, well, salt goes, water follows. But um, anyway, so that's what comes to my mind when I think about it. So there you go. What about you? <laughs> Bree? Or Sherry? I don't know which way. I mean, there's there's a lot of different theories on the salt and the... <laughs> You know, really, the salt that you get in the grocery store, um, Morton salt, the one everybody knows, little umbrella girl, um, it's stripped. It's stripped of everything. It's been bleached. It has all of the good taken out of it. And so there's really nothing left. There's no nutrients in it. Um, and so when you eat it, you're not getting anything from it. In fact, it's probably subtracting from you um and taking away what's good so really getting um sea salt and moving over to a sea salt as opposed to that um what they want to tell you you got to have that iodized you know white salt the salt that's going to be at every single restaurant that you go to sitting on the table um yeah so that's really what you want to try to get away from because it's it's robbing your health. Um, I know that um, little things that you can do. Uh, I have a little container of real salt. It's Redmond's real salt. Yeah, and it's in my purse, and I take it. You know, when I go to restaurants or wherever I am, so that I can use my own salt if I feel like I need salt on something. But um, you know, most of your restaurant food anyway is like so salty that's the way they make it taste good between that and sugar yes and if that, you're that. eating the <laughs> process if you're eating the highly processed iodized salt you're not doing your body any favors and if you're always eating processed food eating out or what have you then you're not getting the high quality salt that your body needs it's about the quality of the food that you're eating and if you're choosing low quality foods then you're going to have low quality results with your health. Um, and just the recent studies that I saw that came out that said um, that how, you know, how they always were recommending low salt diets for cardiovascular health, right? Well, come to find out that that doesn't make any difference in their um, cardiovascular health. In fact, it can be detrimental, but you're eating the processed salt, where if they add in sea salt, mineral salt, whole salt, to their diet, that it improves their cardiovascular health. So it's really just comes down to the quality of the salt and the food that you're eating, I think personally. And um, if you're fasting, as a fasting coach, like you have to have salt um, to feel okay and be okay. And to fast healthily, you have to have salt. So think about it from this perspective. Sodium is what is found in your food. If you eat a lot of processed foods, if you eat out a lot, there's sodium in your food. And that can come from monosodium glutamate. It can come from um, other sources of like soy sauce and other, other salty ingredients that 
you know, restaurants and manufacturers will use that are detrimental to our health, like we've already said. But then there's, you know, salt that you add to your food. And again, you can use iodized table salt and it's going to deplete you of minerals instead of because it grabs hold of them and pulls them out of your body instead of actually giving you nutrition. Um, electrolytes are what we need and sea salt. Sea salt is the electrolyte that we need. And so to kind of piggyback off of what Brienne was just saying, if we are fasting or eating a, a low carb diet, we're depleting ourselves of electrolytes because we're not getting processed foods. And so we have to add that back in. So I eat two and a half tablespoons of salt a day, a teaspoon, sorry, teaspoons. And if I don't eat that much salt in a day, I get up in the middle of the night and pee. Everybody asks me all the time, how is it that you can say that, you know, you don't have enough salt if you, if you, if you, if you, if you have to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom and that's how. It actually hydrates you. And that's what I think the bad misnomer is about salt because we only know sodium and not right. salt. Right. That's salt different. actually keeps you hydrated. It is an electrolyte. It is intended for hydration, not like sodium, which will take your hydration away and make you bloat. Right. Just like Julie was saying, you're having the third spacing of fluids, which is yeah. not where you want your fluid. You want it in your vasculatory system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we actually yeah. also need salt for our colon to work properly. Believe it or not. Yeah. Yep. Let's. It's also going to help get the water into your cells. So when you have enough salt in your body, it helps the water get into your cells, which is then going to help detoxify your cells, and it's going to make you feel like you have more energy. Yeah. So it's it is super important, and I and I can tell you one. There's been times where I've gone very low carb. And there was one time that I experienced crampling, cramping like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. And that was a depletion of salt. Yeah. And so once I, you know, had salt, the cramps stopped. But I mean, you would have thought I had, <laughs> you would have thought I had a little creature in my belly because that's where it was cramping all like crazy. So <laughs> no, but salt is very important to a lot of functions in your body super important but i can certainly see julie why for kidney function doctors will tell you to stay away from it but see there's that's where this is so beneficial to everybody listening because there's a difference in what we hear versus what's reality versus what you're eating versus what you're um, what you see as healthy. And I think it's not a matter of salt's bad or salt's good. I think it's a matter of you can't choose a good thing and combine it with a, with a, um, a bad thing and expect good results. And so that's not what this is about because what I, what I see people doing is saying, Hey, I'm going to eat this Hardy's biscuit and Hey, I'm going to add me in some sea salt. <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, a lot of times we want to do good, but we can, we confuse it and we mix it up. And so to me, that's just like, y'all, if there's any reason to join the collective, it's for things like this, because you don't only get the conversation, but you really get to dig down into it and you get the support to get off the sodium, to get off the salt, but you learn what things have that in there. So for me, what triggers is, okay, as somebody who says I'm stage one, stage two kidney disease or stage three, or you have hypertension and you're looking for ways to reframe, to change your health, to be able to eat 
good quality foods because we all say, oh my God, I can't eat anything anymore. I can't use salt. Well, what if you can? You know, what if you can use salt? And what if you can change how you're eating? You can change those habits. That's what I hear. And I think that's the positive about talking about these things that are so confusing and they bring hardship to people because I'm not going to lie to y'all. If you told me I can't eat salt anymore on anything, I would be upset because I mean, have you, come on. But the beauty of it is that you don't have to necessarily stop what you're eating on a good side. It's that we just have to make modifications to put it to the good side and it can be really good. Mm -hmm. So that's hope to me is what I hear. Sure. I think it's important so, so to understand how to read. Go labels. ahead. Sorry. I think it's important for people to understand how to read labels because labels don't tell you what's in your food. They tell you the nutrition information and been, been, been an American diet, but they don't tell you what's in your food. Somebody else can talk about that since I'm freezing up so much. Yeah, the sodium content's not really going to tell you what is in your food and taking a look at what the ingredients are and, you know, seeing, oh, well, it's kelp, you know, that's, you know, also high in salt, but it's a good salt. So it's like, you know, what is the salt? Because it could be sea salt, but still, you know, you may not want to have that, you know, 2000 grams of <laughs> salt on your label anyway. But one thing that I was also thinking about is, you know, I'm curious, uh, the studies that have been done regarding salt, were the studies done with regular table salt or were they done with sea salt? Because that could give you two vastly different you know, answers. And like Bree was saying, you know, the study that she was looking at, you know, that might have been sea salt. So that, you know, that can change everything. You know, what are we looking at when we do our studies? Because I believe the doctors are also trained. Yeah, well, and I, well, I think the doctors are also trained on table salt, not sea salt. Oh, yeah. Because that's what, what they were doing when they went through school. It takes 20 yeah. years for something to change in the medical community um, when, you know, new health things come into uh, play for them to actually incorporate them. So there's a big delay. Yeah. What comes to mind, though, is, okay, so I hear a lot of people say, people I don't know if I'm echoing or not, but I hear people say um, when they just talk about salt or they talk about sodium and I, I hear physicians and I, physicians are getting a bad rap. I think some of it is the community. I think it's the target rural area or the population or how they eat as a whole and compliance with the physicians and most of the people who are seeing physicians regularly for diabetes, hypertension, and some of these diseases is because of non-compliance. It's because they choose not to listen to their physician. It's because they don't understand it. It's, and when you, you know, when you don't know medical care, when you don't know how to have these conversations and how to ask a stupid question, tell me about salt. I mean, who wants to say, explain that to me because it seems just, it's salt, you know, but it's really not, it's so much bigger than that. But I think that's the big differentiator in, is it okay to ask and how do I learn to be better and who can I come to? Well, of course you can come to us because obviously these are the conversations that we're gonna talk about. But still the bigger picture here is, is that 
who you are does not have to be how you live when you make these small changes and a small change could be, how are you putting salt in? What kind of salt are you putting in and how can we exchange that for another way? Right. And I just, I want to share this really quickly because it kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, it kind of infuriated me today. Um, I saw a news article that said that I keep seeing myself freeze fast, 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 like, Fast food restaurants like McDonald's are now accepting, 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 accepting. I'm about to. Now accepting what? EBT. Food stamps. Are you for real? I am for real. So think about that. Lower income people who already struggle to eat healthy as it is can now go to McDonald's and spend food stamps. Okay. Okay. Can I have a rant? Sure. That's what, that just really aggravates me. And do you know why one out of three, one out of three, one out of three are at risk for diabetes and hypertension was the leading cause of kidney disease, but yet we're going to let you use your EBT card to go get French fries. What the heck, what has happened here? That's my, that's my rant, right? Unreal. Yeah. Um, that's you also look at Unbelievable. I want to know, anybody here's listening, what's unbelievable to you? Like, what law, unbelievable. I'm sorry. I know I'm probably overreacting, but this is not a great moment. And to think about, yeah. So I, I want to put that out there because I want the public to realize that we don't have support from the people who should support us to be healthy. They want us unhealthy. They want us dependent on doctors. It is up to us to take our health into our own hands. And that's the purpose of our group, our podcast, our collective, our mission. We have to take control of our own health and it's not gonna come from any government check. I say shame on McDonald's. Shame on McDonald's for even agreeing to do that. Well. Through that. that that's a business yeah that's i mean like, <laughs> that's that's coming from the government down that's that exactly i'm like shame, shame, on, government. Our government. shame, shame on, on our government yeah. those decisions yeah. to include that because shame on mcdonald's for even being open so that is <laughs> to me whenever somebody tells me i told somebody this week i said they, they were like yeah um i thought about you when i went to mcdonald's and i had something to eat but it was the only thing around and I I and I'm like <laughs> I said you know what I call McDonald's I call it unfood it is unfood it is not food not food it's not food <laughs> but you know the other interesting thing or not um is that when you go to the grocery store what's BOGO what's buy one get one free it's always the, the crappy food it's never the good food it's never the healthy food it's always the crappy food True. So, I've so, never I, seen buy one get one free apples. What's up with that? <laughs> right, right. And so there's where there's the argument of, well, I can't afford to eat healthy. No, because I can use my food stamps for these things, and then I can get you know that much more because they're bogo, and you know pop tarts are bogo this week. So there you go. That's an that idea. Couple weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can encourage. I can encourage healthy eating. 
Right here, I can make a new law to encourage healthy eating. Right. Double your food stamp points if you buy uh, vegetables. Beef. There you go. Yeah. I'm trying to find the article because I want to put a link in it, link to it. That would be amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah. And the problem with think about it, the healthcare and Medicare cost is like, I mean, if you look at the way disease, like just diabetes and hypertension and kidney disease alone, we're, we're over budget, like way over budget with the spending. So how can we incentivize people to eat better? How can we incentivize people to do better is what the government should be doing. Not saying, how can we help you to be more dependent? Uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Publix could do that. Maybe Publix could say, hey, we, we care about our people. And I think we are going to do buy one, get one free vegetables and add more clean, healthy choices to our buy one, get one free spot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's going to take some somebody you know like that a store that's going to step up and actually you know help with that initiative but you know right now honestly we all are helping pay for people to be unhealthy yeah because we're paying for the food stamps we're paying for you know all of that you know, which is sad so here are the states that allow it hopefully i can get through this Arizona, California, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, Rhode Island, Michigan, and New York. It is intended for elderly, disabled, and homeless people that have an EBT card. And the restaurants that are allowing it are Burger King, Subway, Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Domino's, Jack in the Box, Rallies, whoever they are, Denny's, McDonald's, Jamba Juice, Popeye's, and Wendy's. There you have it. Well, there you go. But the target audience is elderly, disabled, and homeless people. All people that are supported by the government anyway, in a lot of cases. So sad. Well, when they're on um, dialysis. And those are the people that are to typically say. on the Medicare. Yeah. Medicare, Medicaid also. So it's, yeah. So I'm not trying to go off on a government rant, but I just want to be, I want to be open about my, my issue is that the Food and Drug Administration does not care about our health. The U.S. government does not care about our health. They push unhealthy eating and unhealthy ways of life so that we can be dependent on them for pharmaceutical drugs and government funding. If we are not willing to take control of our own health, then we will constantly be dependent on other people to care for us. And I don't, I don't know about anybody listening to this podcast, but that is not the life I want to live. I want to grow old, healthy, and die with dignity. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually telling somebody that today. Um, you know, it's about the quality of life. It's not about quantity of years, but it's, you know, you will get the quantity of years if you create a quality life as well. So we all don't want to end up basically slobbering on ourselves in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. We want to live a full life. 
Well, and very, very few obese people, morbidly obese people, I should say, live past the age of 65 or 70. Very few. I just think about the quality, though. I mean, and I think that's kind of driven my health journey. Well, I did drive my health journey. I mean, you know, used to, it was, how can I be skinny? What, you know, whatever being skinny took, I just wanted to be skinny. And then after, you know, the accident, it became, okay, what can I do so that I live a quality of life? Like, you know, there's already so many worldly issues going on. I can't have worldly issues because all those worldly issues affected every cell in my body. And it's like, okay, how do I find quality? And, you know, I won't lie. I mean, I still eat fast food every now and then because that is sometimes all that is around. But what's changed for me is how I feel while I'm eating it, after I eat it. And it is almost like this feeling of, I have just really messed up. And it's, it's kind of, it's a sad feeling, but then it's a rewarding feeling afterwards because it's like, I, I know, like I know the good from the bad. And I think a lot of times we do know the good from the bad, but the strength that it takes. And I think that's where you just, you find your strength in God and you talk to him about those things. And you, you know, I mean, I encourage you if you're listening to this and you're like salt, sodium choices, things, people, what is to take that to Jesus and say, <clears throat> I I struggle with these things and, and I know these are affecting my body and um, I think that a lot of times when we have health issues, we don't take that to Jesus. You know, we just try to find answers within ourselves. And oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, doctor. I think that we know, we know the right from wrong, but the strength, the strength is, is it's in him. You can find it too, you know. It is. He's our source for everything. And he cares about the tiniest detail of our lives. And so mm -hmm. there isn't anything that we can't bring before him. Yeah. 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 Have you, have you read um, the power of prayer as far as praying over your food, such that if you have to eat something that is not so great, or maybe the water you have is not a great quality of water, right? It's maybe it's not filtered or it's whatever, that just even praying over that can change the molecular structure of it and power of prayer. That's cool. And it'd be healthier. It's very cool. I froze pretty ugly. Do we all freeze? We've had, we've, <laughs> no. I froze we've had my mind. freezing today. And I'm the one recording. Well, yes. So, as usual, we have gone off on a little bit of a tangent, but I think that we have made it very clear that there's a big difference between sodium on a label and actual salt. And if you would like to know more, then you can have access to our membership group in the link below. We are still on our founders pricing. We are able to join us and become founding members to help us grow it and build it around what you want and not just what we want. So also, if you have any, 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 if you have any ideas for a podcast, please post it in the comments below. And with that, we will close out for this podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.